Fellow citizens, it has been brought to my attention that the being known as the Head of Pertwee has sought asylum in my London embassy. Apparently he has been accused of, amongst other things, falling out of cupboards to scaring children, aiding and abetting Sarah Jane in crimes against fashion, improperly propositioning Silurians, and most heinously, making defamatory remarks about the wobbling gelatinous mass that is the throat of Lucas. All of these accusations are, of course, untrue, and I'll do everything in my power to make secure his escape through the cordon of the police that surround my embassy when they're not busy pushing over newspaper vendors. There will always be a place for him in my country. Here endeth my address. Welcome, 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 and welcome again to this Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I. You're me. annoying. Very we, annoying. We haven't been here for like three podcasts. And they forget about us. They do. They do don't even let us introduce ourselves. It's disgusting. Should we go to the pub? Yes. Come on then. Uh, uh, get him, get him, get him, quick. I'm the real Keith. Uh, hang on. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose we're going to come and join in. I'm fake Keith. And I am returned from the Order of the Rings. It's me, Jean. <laughs> got a what? <laughs> the Order of the Order Rings. Of oh. She's got a sore ring. Uh, oh, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can name you all five colours of the Olympic oh, rings. I memorised well. them. I memorised them. There oh, was God. blue, black, yellow, red and green. Can you name them in the order from left to right? I did, up make, up a ri- I did make up a rhyme uh-huh. and it was really rude. And it was while we were up Tower Bridge when the rings went up. We, we, we did go up there to watch them dangling from Tower Bridge. And then they, they made them go up flat because the bridge needed to open. It was so cool. And it was something to do with bouncing balls. Oh, God, um, no. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember, but it was rude. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving rapidly on. Anyway, without further ado, haranguing the London masses from the balcony of Sanctuary, it's the news with El Presidente. Woo! Doctor Who docudrama to be gattest. Pardon? <laughs> a couple of podcasts ago, we brought you the news that the BBC were to make a documentary-style drama on the origins of Doctor Who. Mm. At the time, we said Gattis's involvement should be an obvious choice, and for once, we were correct. Mark Gattis is writing the 90-minute drama, which currently has the Radio Times-inspired title... An Adventure in Space and Time. I think that should be echoey. An Adventure in Space and Time! Which is how the first ever programme listing described the series. Mm. Taking up the executive producer's roles, 
are the current Who head honchos Stephen Moffat, the vast toffee, Amen. and Caroline Skinner. Mm. Given how perpetually busy Moffat, you've put two T's in his name in the first sentence and one in the second sentence. Now, this bothers me. <laughs> what? Let's have correctness, please. Oh, no, you haven't. It's my what? eyes going with <laughs> Yeah, your eyes are <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've had a cider. <laughs> so what the hell are you talking about? cider. <laughs> Given how perpetually busy <laughs> Moffat has claimed to be, does his and Gattis's involvement suggest a gap in their schedules left by Sherlock? Surely Ooh. not. Dun, dun, dun. Gage is something, actually, isn't it? So anyway. yeah. He'll be known as whatever so, I damn So they're making well a drama him. about the real events. Like, I think it's yes. a yes. really good yeah, idea. I, I, I think it was BBC Three did yeah. something, or BBC Four did something like it about Coronation Street a yeah. couple of years ago. If you back. hurry up, they may cast you as Verity Lambert. I was going to say, is Caroline Skinner going to be Verity Lambert? <laughs> Who'll be Delia Derbyshire? I don't know. Keith. Well, they have her in it, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. Bellerman! Uh, takes an arrow. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Sounds a bit sexy. <laughs> no, I've heard he likes a shaft or two. Oh. It makes him quiver. Any more? Any more? This is why I didn't want no, her to come back. On it. Something to do with <laughs> fletching has got to be in there. No. Everybody's or fam- fletching. Fletching. <laughs> Everybody's this is a family podcast. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry, Jean. Everybody's favourite modern day Captain Scarlet. John Barrowman <laughs> has confirmed that he's joining the, the new DC Comics Green Arrow TV series, known only as Arrow. Because anything that's two words, you have to drop. So it's like, yeah. Miss Marple, it's Marple! It makes it dramatic. It's not Sherlock Holmes, it's Holmes! Shock. His current unnamed character has so far been described as being a well-dressed man. Assuming he's keeping his clothes on in on this one. How unusual <laughs> for him. Yeah. And that he is an acquaintance of the Queen family I'm and sure. a prominent figure in Starling City. So he's a well-dressed man who hangs around with queens. Yeah. Ooh, and is as mysterious as he is wealthy. Which is not much, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Whedon! <laughs> no, 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 that's... Avengers 2 and Marvel TV series. It's not just DC getting in on the cake TV series bandwagon, but also now their arch-nemesis Marvel... Or is it a twin, which is the evil one? Yeah, it's got a little goatee. Mm. Yes. Goatee beard on. What's more, this in-development Marvel series has tempted none other than Joss Whedon back to the small screen to produce it. Ooh. Nothing is known about the series right now, but obvious speculation suggests it will be set in the Avengers universe. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but the geek king known as Whedon will also while away his time by both writing and directing the sequel to that very blockbuster film of his, The Avengers. Mm. Not Weird. the John Steed version. Not the John no. Steed. No. Yeah. Where do these people find the time? <laughs> yeah. It's funny, when money's involved, they can normally find the time. <laughs> well, they got a little store of it, a depository that has to be mined by little pixies every now and again. What? Sorry. Time. That's where they find the time. Just they, sit they, in they, the corner they mind it out. and don't talk. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Good boy. Harry Harrison. Dead. Dead. Talking of time, it is up for the stainless steel rat author Harry Harrison, Aww. who mm. expired at the age of 87. A good innings. Good innings. Good innings. Good innings yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure I'd have liked a bit more, though. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Harrison works include 12 slippery Jim DeGriz stainless steel rat books, Make Room, Make Room, 
upon which Silent Green is based, and many, many more. We'll be speaking about his works later in the podcast. Mm, very much so, yes. Um, yes. I think it was the 2000 AD, the comic strip. Yeah, they did the they, first three no. books, did they you They did the first three mm. books of uh, The Stainless Steel. That's, that's what got me into... Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about later, but it spanned about 40, 50 years of yeah. his writing career, Thank didn't it? Yeah. Last on 2010. On, on and off, right on and mm. off, yes. Anyway... Alf, he's back in oh, CG form. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 1980s furry sitcom hand puppet Alf, aka Gordon Shumway, is to be disinterred by Hollywood Why for a live-action CGI that? film. Why eh? would they do that? Because <laughs> they're running out of ideas. Suffered enough. Yeah. Presumably, Alf will be the main CGI element of the film. Yep. Smurfs producer Jordan <laughs> Kerner is on board. How could this not be the best thing ever? Uh, <laughs> it I won't be the best thing ever. Said with a high degree of irony. <laughs> I, I think you, you've just answered your own question there as uh, one Alf, two Smurfs. You know. <laughs> when are we going to get to see My Little Pony, the reimagining? They have given time back recently, haven't they? Give it time. Oh, God, have they? Mm. I think they are back. There's a new <laughs> cartoon series on there. No, I'm sorry, I can't really have an opinion on that because I, I was never really into Alf the first time around. No, not me. Really. Little Pony, the abattoir. <laughs> the glue factory. <laughs> Who let him out the box? <laughs> Any Have been on the cider? Oh, we had one addendum. Oh, Sad addendum. news about Tony Scott this morning. Oh, that's oh, yes. true. Oh, yes. He yes. took his own life, which yeah, apparently. is never funny. Mm. Um, he was responsible for Top Gun. <laughs> Somebody was. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and Prometheus. And no, the no, that was Ridley. That oh, was Ridley. He put the tape he produced. I was going to say, produced. did have work I, I, on I stand it. corrected. The taking of Pelham... One, two, three. One, two, three. Yes, yeah. the remake, the remake, which was yeah. very, very good. Yeah. yeah. He did a, a lot of stuff. He did, he's got quite a long list of films to yeah. his name. And TV series, too. They did mm. uh, Numbers together. Him and his brother Ridley did Numbers. Mm. The Good Wife, is it, or something? Oh, the yeah. Recent yeah. series. Yeah. Um, apparently he was working on that, too. Did he do Thelma and Louise, or was it Ridley? Oh, it was Ridley Scott who directed Ooh, Thelma. Boys. <laughs> it was Ridley Scott who directed Thelma and Louise, mm. but I'm not sure whether he had anything to do with producing. Yeah, they work together quite a lot. Yeah. Um, Obviously not yeah. all the time. Okay, yeah. I know we tend to joke about people dying and all that, yes. but it's a classic example. This The man seemed to have absolutely everything. Um, he also had depression, and yeah. mm, he yeah. didn't win. No. 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 You think if you keep busy enough, you can probably get through it, but uh, no. he was a busy man, but he didn't. No, because no. no. that's it. Not having dealt with, but from what I understand from the literature, it's a frame of mind. He could be in the best place ever, but if your mind's not in the set... Then... Yeah, if, you, if your mind didn't come along to the party yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a shame. It is. Go on, happier news. Go on, then. Doctor Who magazine is down 10% on their sales. <laughs> he is the bitterest man in the living room. The bitterest man Actually, in the living room. Actually, 9.1. They've been declining for a good couple of years or more. Have they got um, electronic e-versions, though? I don't the think e so. Gone up. Electronic e-versions as opposed to the um, hard copy. No, the electronic yeah. e-versions. <laughs> I don't think they do, As Benini. opposed to dead wood. I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I haven't, I've been keeping an eye open for it. Uh, most are bringing out iPad and sometimes Android yeah. apps, but yeah. not what I've heard. No, yeah. but, uh, Doctor Adventures is doing even worse, which is, is not so good. They're down 
34% this past quarter. So no more plastic figurines. the bell tolls, God. Well, I think Doctor Adventures would be more likely to be hit by Siri's not being around. Yeah. Mm. Kids are more likely to to forget it. On the plus side, though, the Crawley Observer was up 21% this week. Oh, why? (laughs) What what grabbed people? Yeah, because I think the ones who all bought it for the um, Olympics had actually not bought it before and thought, oh, actually, this isn't too bad. And bought it again. Or was it you wandering mm. the street saying to people, <laughs> "Please just buy it"? <laughs> I have buy it or I'll nail your hands to the table. <laughs> I have a small addendum. It's yes, something... yes, you do. <laughs> something pointed out to Adam, and I'm a little champion of this. <laughs> you stop using the word "little." <laughs> uh, we got a, um, an online discussion with a couple of the writers of the Doctor Who role playing game. Yeah, most particularly uh, showcasing the. Uh, what is it the time travelers companion, companion yeah which is uh, it's quite interesting and i hope adam will put the link to that up on the okay. uh, yeah and, but again they also put the adviso up that uh everything is due to could be down to delays well they, they're famously delays yeah doctor range yeah well, so matt smith could have left before well he nearly had left before they brought out the yeah. it's, it's, some, it's something that adam has pointed out to me they've recently uh, brought out the 11th update for the main game yeah i saw the pictures yeah, yeah. which is now out of date because they've changed the logo they, they, <laughs> they, they, the bbc oh, no. have tweaked the logo and the 11th doctor's game has the old yeah but on. face it only sad gets like us care about that i yeah. know but it seems to be a, a running thing as they're just after the nick of time yeah although talking about that i i hear not spoilerish but they're changing the opening credits yeah every I'm, episode i i'm oh, every episode well, i had yeah. yeah. little tweaks to the tune or i don't know i don't know i, don't know, I know i assume it would be uh visual mainly so i know yeah. also to, to that fit in with the tone of the episode yeah. i know also that they're doing either a prequel or they're filming something to go on the box set Oh yeah, because sure. they, they, they have to, they've got a lot of space to fill now. They've got no got uh, yeah. confidential yeah. to fill up with this. Yeah. So this this changing the visual. Do you think well, there's a chance that they're going to show clips from the upcoming episode? Maybe I did think that. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. I, hope I, hope not. Not. I hope not. I don't want to have to. That's bad enough nice when they did that. that with the Waltons. <laughs> so that's a bit of an American idea. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Well, yeah. they're trying to get the American audience, so maybe that's what they're going to do. Yeah, but yeah, don't but they, they realise the American audience who watch Doctor Who like its Englishness? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, they want more. The ones who haven't. We don't care about them. But then they're going to lose the ones that do watch it and not necessarily get the new ones. There is a point at which people buy ice cream because they like the way vanilla ice cream tastes. But by the time you turn it into (laughs) chocolate, it's not vanilla ice cream anymore. And they're they're changing it so much the original people aren't... See, I know what she means. Apart from the whole ice cream thing, I know what she means. Adam, cut away the chaff of the argument and you'll let with the the ice cream bit put that in the outtake section vanilla with chocolate sauce don't start but having, having the said top. that oh, yeah. having said that Space 1999 and the Thunder and Thunderbirds but again they, they were very much aimed at yeah. American audience weren't they yeah. yes. sorry Gene <laughs> so we've missed this yeah, yeah. the bickering that takes what I like is the way that she glares at me as if I can see that she's glaring <laughs> well, uh, uh, but you can clearly can. <laughs> I say, it's the bickering that makes a, a Five minute piece go up to 10, 20 minutes. Uh, we can't be said a word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're telling us to shut up. <laughs> anyway, any road up. I think we strayed well and truly yep. off the path of news there. Yep. Is that the end of the news? <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> <laughs> 
time for a game, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> open the box. We could play a game of open the box. Ooh. Oh, what, that box? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we've got a care package. We have. Care no, really. Andre yeah. sent us a care package from America. Ooh. Hello, Andre. Hello, Andre. Hello, Andre. Hello. You Thanks are in Prince very, Amongst very Men. Much. Andre, Jean, would you like to open the box? Oh, yeah. It's quite a big box. <laughs> what do you say about Andre? <laughs> <laughs> Andre's a fine man. Fine man. Here is a box. A musical oh. box. Wound and up and ready to play. In the box... There's oh, bubble wrap. Oh, it's Sam Tyler. It took me <laughs> half an hour to get through the bubble wrap because yeah. I had to pop it. I'm going to say this pop, pop, That's because I popped the pop pop them all. <laughs> it's popless. I it's know. Popped it popped really well. Andre has sent us Mountain Dew oh. and Twinkies. Ooh. Yay! I found some pops. I won't pop. <laughs> I told you I've popped them. <laughs> no, no, they pop. It's, it's big bottles. They are lovely. Now, one of the boxes of Twinkies got hijacked by construct number one and construct number two. Ah. Hang on, hang on. There's only three bottles of Mountain Dew. And one bottle of Mountain Dew got tasted by me. No, no. <laughs> one one, one uh, bottle of Mountain Dew got opened and all drunk. It did, yeah. yes. He's a very and nice man. Andrew, isn't he? Andrew's a lovely man, but I hate to say it. <laughs> not long after that arrived, a shop opened in Crawley that sells. Twinkies and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> it's called ye, ye Old Sweet Shop, and it sells um, pear drops. It, well, it sells confectionery from all over the world, including America, Ooh. and it's selling 330 milliliter cans of Mountain Dew. And so that because in Britain, not many people know what a Twinkie is, they've opened a box of Twinkies and they're selling them for a pound a Twinkie, which wow. is like yeah. one dollar seventy five, just yeah. so that people can get hooked on them. They're like heroin dealers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one free, and then you do realize we're going to have to. To do a care package back full of like Doctor Who magazines with toys in that attack. No, and, no, a, no, and a pop, shepherd's pie proper chocolate <laughs> proper chocolate yeah. proper chocolate yeah. and Pro- some aluminium tea, tea yep. bags <laughs> no no aluminium no, no. if you Alumi- want English stuff he's having bloody aluminium it's got a U in it it's aluminium <laughs> no, 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 jars of marmite oh, yeah. oh yes a shepherd's pie and a spotted dick <laughs> <laughs> which is what you'll get after you've had the marmite and the shepherd's pie <laughs> thank you very much Andre we love yeah. you thank and when you, we get Andre. to Galley next year we will buy you a meal. Yes. Yes. Mm. That doesn't include Twinkies and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the cinema. We did. I we did. Except Aww. for Jean, who doesn't count anyway. We went to Ooh. see the latest offering from Seth MacFarlane and mm. team. Mm-hmm. Called Ted. about a little boy I was going to say how his teddy bear how would this interest <laughs> us hard SF uh, sci-fi and fantasy people it's highly offensive <laughs> and the teddy bear comes to life <gasps> and it's highly offensive mm. and and the F words in it a lot yes. and and, and, they, and they sing the <laughs> Thunder Buddy song <laughs> oh yes but it would also which has really can't repeat <laughs> and it's got Flash Gordon it's in it Flash in it oh <laughs> Would anyone like a sip of my Mountain Dew? Oh, God. That's not a euphemism, by the way, <laughs> no, guys. No, no, Brief plot outline, please. Right, little boy, we'll say he's, what, about eight? Yep, yep, he's eight. Yep. Living at home in typical suburbia, America. Boston. Nice mum, nice dad, like Boston, nice house. Yeah. But no friends, nobody seems to like him. No. Doesn't, don't know why, he's just mm. one of those kids. Even the bullied kid. 
Even the bullied him. kid picks mm. on him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and little boy at Christmas, while everyone else is getting really cool Nintendo 64s and the oh. like, gets a big teddy bear. Hey. Goes to bed, cuddling teddy bear, which he's imaginatively named Teddy. Yep. You can see why people beat this kid up. Yep. <laughs> and there's a thunderstorm. <gasps> and, oh, he doesn't like thunderstorms. Doesn't like thunderstorms at all. Well, he, so makes, he makes a wish. He wait. Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> I've only got ten minutes, girl. He makes a wish. Wants a, wants a friend forever. Teddy comes to life. Teddy will be his friend forever. Teddy scares living crap out of parents. Little boy grows up with Teddy. We go back to the story when little boy is about, what, 38? 30, 35. Yeah. 35, yeah. And still yeah, living with Teddy, who is now Peter Griffin and very rude. Well, the first, <laughs> the first sight of Ted we see is he's taken a massive toke from a bomb. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, grown up dead. I want to sing the Thunder Buddy song. No, you can't <laughs> sing the Thunder. I didn't go when and you see hear the sound this. of thunder, yeah. that's the one. <laughs> I, I kind of thought it looked a bit too childish. Oh, it's not. To begin with, it was going to be that good. Yeah, to begin with, yes, I'll agree with you. When he when he's the eight year old kid, well, he had is, the, the, the voiceover by, voiceover by, yeah. by Patrick, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Stewart yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah, the the voiceover of Patrick Stewart helicopter. Yeah, you got Patrick Stewart and four. Shakespearean mode and he comes and then what, Then he made a wish and Teddy come to life which was awesome but not as awesome as Apache helicopter <laughs> that thing's got missiles and guns it's a real killing machine I just saw the trailer for it and mm. the trailer didn't sell it to now, me this, really? this film it's been a while since I have laughed from beginning to oh, end mm, in the yeah. film and this was just wrong on so many levels <laughs> but very, absolutely yeah. hilarious it is you know, I got to admit if you're any fool, I won't mean nasty, but if, if you're, you're any fool, offended, yeah, if you're yeah, easily you're offended, this is not the film for you. <laughs> if you don't care about the fact that the F word is every, every other, other letter, <laughs> everything well, else is say He's a pot smoking, fornicating, he's definitely fornicating, yeah. bigoted, even though he hasn't Racist. got anything, he manages to pleasure a woman. He used a parsnip, oh, yes, yeah. parsnip, yeah. Yeah. he did explain, yes, which he sold on to a family with four children, <laughs> <laughs> four hungry children. <laughs> and also, like I said, the sci-fi connection is the fact that it's got Sam Jones in it mm, yes. as Sam Jones. Or Flash, as they call him. Or, Flash. yeah, as Flash. <laughs> well, it's still on my local cine world. So no, no, I would recommend it. it is I want to go and see it again. Yeah. I've seen it twice now. Mm. Sure, again <laughs> last night. Very good. Just a good second time. That sticks in my mind is punching through the wall of the next door apartment was this happens to be a, a Chinese, Chinese family. Person, yeah. A Chinese family living well, there. Chinese man and, and yeah, he comes oh, round uh, yeah. ranting for him, and the the name is well, the name of the guy is Ming, Ming. Long Poon. Mm. To which point Sam Jones turns around has a bit says, of a flashback. And has a yeah. flag, <laughs> Ming, and then you suddenly see this harmless Chinese guy dressed as Ming the Merciless. <laughs> he has what I think soldiers got after Vietnam. That kind of flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's on drugs at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. completely. <laughs> and so it was just a shame they couldn't find Brian Blessed again. Yeah, he wasn't. The of them. They did show a few uh, shots of the uh, Hawkmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So. A rather updated version of um, Flash Gordon and uh, what's the guy's name? Yeah, on, the, on the skimmer. Oh, yes, the, uh, yeah. On a rather yeah. wobbly. Yeah, yeah. rather wobbly. Yeah. <laughs> complete with the uh, same cloud effect mm, logos yes. in yeah. the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, as 
thinks that Sam Jones is now going to be the wrong side of 60. His hair is completely oh, yeah. white. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed he wasn't uh, revoiced. Yeah. <laughs> they should have revoiced him, as they did in the uh, in Flash Gordon. It wasn't his real voice, it was some other actor yeah. who redubbed him. Yeah. <laughs> there have been films along this line before. I'm th- I can't oh, remember yeah. the number of it. There was one with the rabbit years ago in black Harvey? and white. Harvey, yeah. Harvey, yeah. is it? Is it in the Harvey. same? Is it that kind Harvey of was same? Quite Harvey, 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 Harvey was innocent. Harvey was innocent, and Harvey was invisible. Ted's not invisible. But Ted is yeah. there. Everyone can see Ted. Yeah. Ted How does society take Ted? Well, Ted gets well, a job. That's the whole point. Every well, time to begin he does with, something wrong, he gets to promoted. Begin with, Ted <laughs> is um, well, quote, a celebrity. He's a celebrity, but in his words, he's a former celebrity now in a minimum wage job. Now he knows how the cast of different strokes feels. <laughs> Those the ones that are alive. So he is a fact. He's there. I mean, that that is one of the plot threads. Is he's actually got a stalker oh, right. yes. left over oh, yeah. from he gets kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. left yeah. over from his celebrity status. But it it sort of also sums up what happens when, if you want to get deep and philosophical about mm-hmm. it, it sums up what happens when to a child star when they're no longer a child. He's a Drew yeah. Barrymore of. because yeah. um, oh, when you yeah. meet Ted the first time, he's clearly only a little boy himself because yes. he has yeah. a little boy's voice a little yeah. boy's voice and he's yeah. scared of thunder he doesn't get any bigger doesn't change physically but i'll see uh, attitudes the, and his voice change yeah. yeah they mirror each other don't they uh, yeah well that, that's John it you, and... you you get the idea that ted to a certain extent is hold, holding back john's emotional development yes to a large effect john is still a child himself but in wow. a man's body and yeah. it's only mm-hmm. when circumstances that uh ted is no longer around which he briefly isn't in the film yeah that John begins to mature and grow up. Yes. Mm, Someone's managed to keep a girlfriend on. for four years. Yeah. Dead around. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, the, on the floor. What? <laughs> the apartment. What? Yeah. <laughs> he, he gets back to the apartment. Spoiler music, spoiler music. La, 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 la. Yeah. And Ted is there with four Hookers. prostitutes. Oh. And they've been playing Truth or, or Dare. dare. Yes. And one of Brandy, <laughs> Brandy is hardcore. Yeah. And there yeah. was a great big poo on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, oh, Ted has got to have one of the funniest fight scenes in it going. Oh, oh the, it uh, takes Hope over whatever, from yeah. the fight scene from Bridget Jones as mm. my favourite fight scene <laughs> ever. It's just wonderful. We can't tell you anymore because no. you, we're just yep. going to end up spoiling it. One of my favourite scenes, though, is the, uh, the flashback to his version of the, uh, the night they met. It's complete mm. oh, uh, rework of. Uh, <laughs> Airplane, the, uh, the disco scene from Airplane. Yes, yeah. Complete with sound effects, the entire, it's reshot yeah. the entire scene. Yeah. Well, that, that is harking back slightly to Family Guy, to mm. the, the homages to oh, yeah, various certain things. Yeah. But it's also, the girlfriend is played by... Mila uh, Kunis. Mila yeah. Kunis, Meg yeah. in Who Family plays Guy. Meg in Family Guy, and Meg always gets a load of crap from one way or another. Mm. And she does... In this film, you know, I think, I think um, the bit where they're cleaning up, the, the bit where they're cleaning up, the said poo on the floor. Yeah, it's the, on my farm. Yeah, the guy's actually cowering behind a pillar. Yeah, 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 it's such a coward. Oh, it is. You will laugh from mm. beginning to end. It's so just going so wrong. Oh God, yes. There is yes. one scene at the end of the film. Oh, yeah. don't spoil it. Yeah, I mean, it may, the first time I saw it with fake Crumbly, I was crying with laughter at the end of it. Was that the very, the very last yes. after Definitely the, um, over 15 then. Oh, oh God, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> no, because yeah. we knew something was going to happen to mm. that effect, yeah. but yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that. <laughs> I, I was, I mean, tears were coming, you know, they were just flooding from my eyes, they really were. <laughs> but it's been out in America for a long time, it's probably long since it's mm. gone from the uh, theatres or cinemas 
whatever they called them over there. Yeah. yeah. That was back in June over oh, there. Yeah, We've really? had it quite yeah. late yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll back. get it on DVD. Yeah, I'll get oh, yeah, it. Or cable, or pay for view on Netflix. If you get the chance, watch it. Definitely one I'm going to buy on DVD. Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, and it did really well. Looking at the box office figures according to Wikipedia... Three hundred and twenty-four million that, on yeah. a budget of sixty-five million. That's that's, that's a good Profit. turnaround. Yeah. And I'd say quickly talking of the budget, um, the effects really good. Oh yeah, Ted yeah. obviously CG for the it, most it, part. Yeah, it's completely CGI. But... I think there are some practical bits, but mainly CG, and this looks completely natural. You never mm. question yeah. it at all. The the damp fur when he's when it's raining, mm. yeah, it shakes himself off. Yeah, yeah, like a dog. Mm. Yeah, they've come a long way. It, oh uh, god, yeah, yeah. Very good. If you like your humour crass, gross, and Chef completely infantile, <laughs> one step up from the toilet. Mm, In yeah. some cases, one step down, down. from the toilet. Yeah. You can get away with a bit more on uh, film than you can on TV. Yeah. You, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I thoroughly recommend it, yeah. Okay. yeah. When you hear the sound of thunder, don't you get too scared. Just grab your thunder buddy and say these magic words. Time for another game. Another one? I think so. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your delight and delectation, we present another riveting edition <laughs> of Just a Minute. Just an order. <laughs> Welcome to Just a Minute. Thank you. Thank you. I have with me El Presidente, mm. Riddler, yes. Keith, <laughs> and Andrew. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> He's Andrew. And Crumbly. Andy. Crumbly. Well, El Presidente, you ought to go first. Okay. You have one whole shiny minute oh. to mm-hmm. speak on the subject of reasons you should not be left alone in the room with a tub of margarine and a Karen Gillan. <laughs> Starting now. What could I do with a real Karen Gillan and a tub of anything indeed? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is we'd have a little party. <laughs> Maybe involving balloons. Possibly. Point of order. He's melting over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's, that's not a... Okay. Positive reason for interrupting. Well, I, I've seen what's going on in his mind. <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't think it's uh, and the, allowable and the on the side of podcast. Crossing his face. <laughs> yeah, you and have... he's crossed his legs about three or four times <laughs> in one step. That's that. Quite frankly, was a relief. <laughs> you have forty-seven point one seconds left on reasons you should not be left alone in the room with a tub of margarine and Karen Gillan. Go. Then we will run down a corridor. <laughs> she can then empty the contents of the tub over the floor so the Daleks are chasing us. Gene, <laughs> Gene, deviation. These are reasons why you should be left alone with Karen Gillan. I'm going to allow that. That's, that's actually correct. Deviation, full stop. <laughs> I've got Gene. a devious bit. <laughs> Gene, you have 39.7 seconds left on why you shouldn't be left in a room with a tub of margarine. You shouldn't be left in a room with a tub of margarine and Karen Gillan. Go. Because I'd get really, really bored and fat by buttering the toast with the margarine. <laughs> oh, I'm Adam. Oh, Adam. There's a hesitation there, I believe. I would have also taken repetition for the word really. <laughs> Adam, I don't need to tell you what the subject is. <laughs> you have 31.4 seconds. Go. 
Then we'd use a little tub, fill it with water, miniaturise ourselves, and go in there as if it's a swimming pool. That's after you got our swim costume. Uh, uh, again, we're getting into the realms of fantasy, <laughs> fantasy. swimming pool, yes, and, and, skin and dipping, indecency. I admit that no, but I think there might be a phase of repetition here because he's told us a lot about this fantasy. He previously really has off the he? podcast. Yeah, I'm just going to allow yes, that because this is strictly why on the you record. should. Yes, I'm going to transfer that because you were just crude. Which is why I should, but why people think I shouldn't. You know? Keith, you have 23.3 seconds on why you shouldn't be left alone in a room with a tub of margarine and Karen Gillan. Go. Well, that is quite simple because I am married and my wife would not trust me even if I did nothing and was totally innocent and but used the margarine. Deviation! Sorry? When has he ever been innocent? <laughs> this is very true. This is complete lack of accuracy, and I would have accepted deviation. And so the fact that you man. think I'm so insecure that I thought you had a chance <laughs> with Karen Gillan, buttered or otherwise. He said butter, not margarine. <laughs> buttered. It's what you do. With it. Jean, 15.2 seconds. <laughs> Go. Well, the reason that I shouldn't be left alone in a room with Karen Gillan and Margarine is because the pair of us would probably end up making a really, really nice cake oh. by creaming... Adam. Really, really? She has a habit of doing that, <laughs> doesn't she? <laughs> really, really. Repetition. Oh, God, do we have to listen to him again? <laughs> right, if you could try and keep it sort of publishable, <laughs> you have 7.8 seconds. Go. Oh, then reenacting that bit from the Doctor Who night where they tie up Peter Davison. Keith? That's a bit of hesitation there. I think that was. was. I think he got a bit excited by his own... (laughs) The the brain was running over what the mouth was saying. (laughs) Keith? 3.6 3.6 seconds. Go. Bo, buttering and margarine in crumpets would be nice. And, and stop. Cook. Oh. No. Should we no. say buttering twice over? He might have, but we didn't interrupt uh, him. I did. He had already beeped. Uh, so how many do you get for talking while it beeps? One. I think that's the first time I've talked while it beeps. Okay. And that's... End of that round. Um, Andy is sadly lacking in points. I know, I couldn't, I couldn't impinge upon those lascivious <laughs> commentaries. Gene has two points. Ooh. And joint first are Adam and Real Keith with Ooh, three points. Ooh. Although I'm taking a point off of Adam <laughs> for just being far too crude. Oh. Most indecency. <laughs> yes, it just shouldn't be allowed. In fact, you should go and sit in the corner and think about what you've done. <laughs> but Did keep you your hands or, where we can see them. Or what he would like to do. He was thinking about what he would like to do. That's the problem. <laughs> anyway, after the levity of just a minute, yes, um, a little more you know, sort of sobering uh, section, as we remember the author Harry Harrison, who passed away recently. You were about to burp, weren't you? No, the microphone <laughs> fell on me, too. Cardboard Amy threw herself at Andy. Wantantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to know where he put his hand to push her away. <laughs> anyway. Harry Harrison. Dude. Dead dude. <laughs> You've upset. He's got a nice bit of piece there. He's got a solemn eulogy to he, read he had, We're sorry, Andy. Mm, Be sensible, all of you. Mm. Mm. No. You're the bloody ringleader. <laughs> <laughs> I was being quiet then. <laughs> right, where should we start about Harry Harrison then? Stainer Steel Rat. Yes. Uh, well, basically, that was his most well-known series of novels, that was. The Stainer Steel Rat novels was about the con man, well, the reformed con man, 
Slippery James Bolivar degree, or as he was known, the stainless steel rat. Are they? S- mm. I've never read them. I have to say, mm. are they science fiction, fantasy, yep. or what? They are um, sci-fi so- with a touch of comedy. With a t- yeah, we're, a twist of comedy. We're yeah. set sci-fi. Oh, uh, long th- time, long time in the yeah. future. Basically, where mankind has um, inhabited most of the galaxy. Bit, Why was he known as stainless steel rat? In the words of Jim DeGriz, were the buildings in the past where the rats were able to run through are made of wood and concrete? The buildings of the future were made of stainless steel and ferro-concrete, and here was the rats in the wainscoting of that future society. Hence the uh, stainless steel rat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was, was a reformed thief, <laughs> reluctantly turned into a law lawman by um, a, another thief, Harold Peters Inskip, who was ba- uh, he was um, in charge of this organisation called the Spe- uh, Special Corps. Yes, and um, how many novels did... Uh, 12. 12. 12. 12. 12 yeah. The most well-known ones were um, The Stainless Steel Rats, uh, The Stainless Steel Rats Revenge. Stainless Steel Rats Saves the World. Yep. yep. And The Stainless Steel Rat Wants You. Hmm? Did any of them be turned into TV series or films? I don't think so. The, yeah. the, the, the first three, as I said, were adapted by mm. uh, 2000 AD, That's and they right, were turned yeah. into a comic strip. Mm. Mm. Uh, the figure of uh, Jim was the caricature was based on uh, James Coburn yeah that's what I, I think thought when I saw the, it. Yeah. The, the illustration mm. was sort of roughly yeah, based yeah, on James okay. Coburn so that was yeah. sort of the our man Flint mm. was the type of look that they were going for mm. Mm. what else did he write other than mm. well as I say he was quite a prolific author actually yeah well besides um, the stainless steel rat series there was also the uh, death world uh, series that's a trilogy of novels um, about a character called uh, Jason Denault the best way to describe him, he was—he used to be a gambler, but he's also got a psionic talent that does come in very sort of useful in certain um, almost sort of dangerous uh, you know, circumstances and such. It takes place on the three worlds, and um, the first—the first world is this world called Pyrrhus, which humanity has colonised, where all the life forms on there are psionic, and they are all you know, sort of um, faithful to mankind for reasons which would be explained in the uh, in the novels. There's also the uh, to the stars trilogy, which featured a character called Jan Kulizic. Which is um, set in um, a not too distant future London. The Earth and the worlds of uh, humanity is colonised. They're under the rule of the Commonwealth, which is basically like um, well, a totalitarian regime. I mean, there's the haves and the have nots. So it's not that too far in the distant future. <laughs> yeah, no, really, no. <laughs> mm. So did he mainly stick to science fiction and fantasy? That's, that's um, his predominantly, forte. yes. Um, one thing he did sort of start sort of late, you know, sort of later on in his writing career with the um, alternate history of yeah. novels. The ones that I did like was um, the West of Eden uh, series of books. It's very much the case of what if the um, dinosaur killer meteorite sort of hadn't struck the Earth? What would have happened then? Primeval. <laughs> <laughs> They're not too far off the mark, actually. <laughs> no, not Borosaurus. That's <laughs> what Crumbly calls it. There no. was the one where the South won the War of Independence. That's the uh, Stars and uh, Stars and Stripes. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, yes. what would happen all, from yeah, there? Alternate history. Uh, the West of Eden series, um, that was basically um, if intelligent Saurians you know, sort of ruled the Earth and man was still at the uh, Neolithic hunter-gatherer stage. Mm. What's his writing style like? Is it hard work, easy going? Oh, it's very easy going. The, yeah. the stainless steel rat books mm. were, I found very easy going. They were very light-hearted. They weren't, yeah. there were more the size of ta- the target novels, the first yeah, couple. A little bit thicker than those. A little bit thicker. But it doesn't make you work for no, you. Well, well, the fact, the fact they agree. transcribed the first three into um, 2000 AD comic strips mm. tells you all you yeah. need to know, really. Well, as I, as I said, the, the I was initially reading the target novelisation Who's, and I think the stainless steel rat were my first legitimate 
sci-fi. <laughs> first non-Terrence dicks. Yeah, first yeah. non-Terrence. <laughs> As I said, they weren't too too larger than that, yeah. so it was quite encouraging for me to read. Yeah. Yeah. Here's me biting my teeth on John Wyndham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean, well, to give you an example of how accessible the books are, after Alan Dean Foster, Harry Harrison is my next favourite author. So, mm. yeah. so what I about think... Build a Galactic Hero? Yes, Build a Galactic Hero. I mean, that was written very tongue-in-cheek, that was. See, that's a collaboration, the later ones, with mm, Ferris. That's and right, yeah. 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 Mm. So it's quite, I mean, a hefty library oh, yeah, behind he, he, him. Oh, right. he, he was a very prolific writer. and mm. He didn't stick with the one set of characters or the one mm. genre. He sort of lots of ideas, lots mm. of different characters. I mean, he did write quite a few sort of, you know, sort of very good standalone novels yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, as we're all aware, sort of the novel Make Room, Make Room mm. was turned into the film Soil and Green. Yeah, that's probably his most famous or most well-known mm. works. Well, that's it. I mean, okay, so the ending of it was sort of changed slightly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a movie of it, of course it's changed Well, slightly. yeah, it's very much so. If, uh, like me, we've got listeners who have not read his works or anything, what would you recommend would be the first book that we try or the first series Personally, to, I, I, to give it a taster? Personally, my own point of view, and it's my own favourite, I would start with The Stainless Steel Rat. Mm, yeah, very much so. It's a nice mix of sci-fi with tongue-in-cheek. Mm, yeah, humour. Mm. Yeah. I think I forget who it was, but somebody billed Harry Harrison as the Monty Python of the Spaceways. Mm. Uh, standalone novels, I mean, I would say uh, Plague from Space, very good one, and um, another one called Rebel in Time, which is where um, an American uh, army officer goes back in time to try and change the course of the American Civil War, and this other guy has to go back in time to stop, you know, to stop him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same sort of Harry Harrison, very accessible author, I mean, sort of his works are highly enjoyable, I mean, I mm. can't say I've read a duff novel of his. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, we'll have to see if any of our readers uh, give them a go and... Send us their reviews Point on it. Yes, yes I mean, if you have any thoughts on Harry Harrison or other matters, yeah, yeah, so please write to us or email us even at show at staggering stories dot net. Cool. Right, what are we doing now? Oh, one thing you must do. He's glaring at us. Oh, no, he's he's, under he's a got green a Silurian mask on, yes. and quite frankly, yes. it's freaking me out. Why is he wearing a Silurian mask? He's showing solidarity with Doctor Adventures magazine. Ah, <laughs> I see. How? <laughs> Don't ask. How? Don't ask. Just Silurian nod and agree. That's where the mask came from. <laughs> Just nod and agree, and hopefully you'll move on. Hello. 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 We should now call her Dangerous Amy, where she threw herself at Crumbly. She knows her time is nigh, yeah. and she will soon be replaced in the infections of infections. <laughs> After that thing with the Marjorie, yeah. oh, that, that reminds me. Everyone probably knows. Could you block your ears just in case you don't know? Who me? Or, no, no. Yeah, sorry. Who do you but think? They, they've officially released the name of the new companion. Oh yes, and she is Clara, which uh, is pretty cool. And I can't remember her surname. Oswald. Oswin. Oswin, that was it. Clara Lee Harvey. Os- Clara Oswin. <laughs> so there. Look you can stop the now. Okay, oh. can take, there's only one problem with that. Yeah. What? He's got to listen to it to he edit has. it. Mm. Oh. Do you know the name of the new companion? Clara. Do you oh, know her surname? No. Oh, you will does do it, soon. Does it matter? Is it not not no, no, it's not. not <laughs> Have you ordered your life-size cardboard cutout? Has she got no, legs it, up he to her arm? No, it no, no, she's, she's quite, quite a short, short person. Yeah. Quite shorter than me. She's a short... Well, she's as tall as Karen Gillan's legs are. Uh, <laughs> that'd be quite so, good at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one wonders, is the podcast going to stop now because you're just not 
interested anymore. <laughs> uh, well, she's still on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lord. We don't want this trouble with back. Rose Tyler, did no, we? we don't. No, She might come back. Or I Mickey. waited years, but eventually J- Jamie returned in his kilt and I was happy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. 100th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> she might be a bit wrinkly by P- then. Push her around the wheelchair. She might be a bit dead. <laughs> CGI. <laughs> obviously be able to we CGI We can't CGI her. ourselves when we're dead. <laughs> no, no, no. We can shoot CGI her. Well, and then we can get in contact with him on yes, Ouija Yes, but by ball. then he'll have Alzheimer's and he'll have forgotten what he sees in her. <laughs> Thinking of the fun. Come to think of it, so will she by then. Cut out that kind of bloody word in anyway, really. No! Well, you no, five, you can't. Five minutes off and all you get is this kind of interruption. Is she winging you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Children. Anyway. Mary Poppins. Yeah, but at least we featured on the opening ceremonies. Yeah, did we? <laughs> Gov. In it. In it. Thinking as we were into the future and of different assistants and uh-huh. the way things could have been, or perhaps El Presidente wished they had revived, <laughs> yeah. we are going to discuss what would have happened, or we think we would have happened, if Christopher Eccleston had stayed on for a second season. Doctor Who. things really be that different to start off with because he would have still have the same companion yep. yeah 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 well i i think so i think things would have been different slightly for the relationship to begin with would have mm. been very, a lot different because i'm sorry but there's something slightly iffy about a 19 year old and a 41 year old <laughs> also some of the stories would they have the same emphasis was yeah. um mm. girl in the fireplace season two mm. yeah, yeah. 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 the first C- season could yeah. you yeah. see chris eccleston Snogging Madame de Pompadour and no, abandoning Rose and Mickey mm. like that. Could, in fact, could you see him allowing Mickey yeah. on the TARDIS in the first place? Well, Mickey was a problem because he was clearly written in a fairly late stage. Mm. Yeah. Even Moffat himself said if he'd known how the previous episode had ended, yeah. he would have written Mickey differently. The relationship yeah. between mm. Mickey and Rose in that episode. Yeah. They were getting on well yeah. and they were meant to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a problem. Obviously, when Moffat came to write it, he didn't know who the new doctor would be yeah. or had very little idea he would have written for a generic doctor and yeah. had it been Eccleston I'm sure the basic plot would have been the same the basic <laughs> plot would have been the same yeah but I think the emphasis for it would have been very a lot different less of a love how, story more of yeah, yeah. how yeah. the season pan out and I think that would have been the big thing I think Rose bloody Tyler <laughs> <laughs> There wouldn't have been this love interest thing between the Doctor and Rose. No, he and, was and the wandering off. Yeah, was, yeah was, he was yeah. much more dyn- different dynamic. It and was I much think more of a, a father-daughter. It was, and I don't more think Rose would have necessarily stayed as long. What they may have done is, where Captain Jack came in, you still would have had Captain Jack, but he may have then become the love interest for Rose to he, take he, her out of the series. He wasn't in the second way. season, though, was he? But, no, no, but, but if they brought that character... Well, he, he wouldn't... Uh, Eccleston wouldn't have regenerated, so the whole of the um, parting of the waves would have been different. Yeah, mm. so if they brought Jack uh, back... Uh, no, it wouldn't could need be, to be. It could be the same. Yeah. I mean, it could be... 
it's just that when he got back to the TARDIS, he was like, because I never completely understood no, why. No, it never made sense. No, why he regenerated no, no. and she didn't die. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if it, both have had the same energy through them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. no, I think, I think you're right. I think the relationship between Rose and the Doctor changed hugely with David Tennant. Oh, yeah. And mm. Christopher was, Eccleston mm. was never a love interest. He was like, a, he was an older, he was an uncle. Yeah. He was someone um, who's there to look and after. And for another her. thing, the, the position where the, uh, mentally, the position where the Doctor was at that time because he was still very much a, Mending. a survivor the mm. survival yeah. mentality there we would have got over that presumably that was the whole point of the, the finale in season yeah. one uh, so what, what were some of the stories in the second series? school reunion yeah that would have been interesting with uh, Eccleston that Eccleston one I don't think would have actually have changed I'm not sure that would have changed much. a lot no but. I don't think it would have been as grinny no <laughs> because yeah. Sarah Jane was in love with the Doctor. Yeah, she oh, yeah. didn't. Doesn't matter yeah. which Doctor mm, yeah, it is. She's it in was. love with the Doctor, so to speak. So that that would have probably been fairly similar. Yeah. And some of the um, Doctor's story. lines from that, like when he was mocking Mickey over um, the rats, yeah. you could hear that Eccleston very, saying very that. Very much a Eccleston. Yeah. I'll give you that. Oh, what what else else? It's the Cyberman two-parter. We yeah we had that. It starts Christmas Invasion, of course. Oh, Christmas uh, Invasion. Well, that so one that would have had to be totally been completely would have been completely yeah. rewritten. The basic storyline yeah. would have probably stayed the same. Yeah, but the, uh, the it would, Invasion uh, of Earth at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course the. the, the the Doctor would have been more active throughout the whole of it. <laughs> not asleep not in asleep, bed. Not asleep, and also yeah. the lack of a, a hand would have complained, yeah. would have yeah, changed long, much yeah. of the following series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'm sure they could have written, that, yeah, written their way around that. I mean. mm. Well, of course, the hand was a convenient device when he came to it. If he didn't yeah. have it, he would have had yeah. a different... Yeah, yeah he would have had something yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> something else chops off. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Jackie's in it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Earth again wouldn't necessarily change that much. No, we interest see Eccleston tried to do as they want to make her, as it were. I, mm, yes. <laughs> again, I don't. Th- I, again, I don't think it's down to the actual show or the storyline. It's just I think the emphasis yeah. would have changed because we're dealing with again a different temperament to a di- with a different Doctor. I mean, because whilst yeah. they would have written the first few stories not knowing the new Doctor, they may not have necessarily completed the rest of the season. And so oh, yeah. the s- stories that they made for Tennant may not have been the same stories that they then would have written for Eccleston. Yeah. Or they would have had a kernel of the similarity, but yeah. there would have been a totally different yeah. story. That they would, like I said, they would have known the Doctor they were writing for. Certainly up yeah. until, I don't know, um, maybe up until the first Cyberman one. Okay. When, when they were originally doing it, they wouldn't five. necessarily know what Doctor they would have. But with Eccleston there, they would know what Doctor they would have had and would have yeah. written for that character. Yeah, yeah. So as story-wise, I don't think they would have changed. It's just the, the emphasis, mm. the, um, the direction of it. Maybe Tooth and Claw, I don't know, maybe less running around. Because I think he would have been more proactive to go on the hunt mm. for the, the werewolf well, rather than running away from so it. So he'd have been backing up the um, the noodle with the gun yes. mm. yeah. dragged up into the rafters. Yeah. That's true. Eccleston's doctor was much more about getting other people to yes. solve it than do it himself. Yeah. Which is different to how Tennant came across. Yeah. But and you also, still have the thing with, with Rose and the doctor having to become too chummy and too sure of themselves. I don't think, I think Rose would have actually probably have been written out. Well, I don't know. Well, contracts are contracts. Yeah, the contracts. 
that's it towards the end of the the year I think whereas she then signed on again I think they yeah. would have started to play the Rose character down yeah. and she would have left in the second season want to start the new Doctor with a new companion yeah Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, would would Exxon have left at the end of the season? Well, that, well even yeah. if he hadn't yeah. left, I think Rose would have still been. Well, that that's the whole thing. Out. Would yeah. yeah, would Rose have been in the second season? The way they run it, each each season it was changed. Each season it was something different. So the connecting bridge between season one and two was Rose. Yep. If the Doctor's there, would they have needed Rose? I think they would have done because I think they were keen to make it keep it similar for yeah. the first couple of seasons while everyone got reused to it and changing the companion is as we've said many many times is there to represent the viewer yeah and I, I don't think they'd have got rid of her so I'm, soon a, I, i'm and not I, so sure and that you seem to think it's deliberate i don't think it was deliberate so they have ended up changing the companion i think they changed companion because initially because billy piper wanted a change yeah mm. billy piper didn't want to stay on for a third year fair enough with martha i think it was just that they didn't think she was working that well mm. No. Mm. and they had the option of Catherine tate so they took I'm, her instead i no. No, I have to disagree. Because have, uh, having read the writer's guide, mm-hmm. and it starts... Oh, Penny. Yeah, it starts roughly when they were doing... in When they were showing the disaster Voyage boat. to the bottom of the damned. Voyage to the bottom of the damned, I think, yeah. Because <laughs> they were showing that. But they were already discussing the next season's one companion. And instead of Donna, they were trying to get together uh, a character called Penny. That, the journalist oh, they, that ended oh. up tied to the chair. So they were, doing, <laughs> they were doing one season companions. That was the plan. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I always got the feeling with, with Martha that they just felt that she wasn't working very well. Maybe mm. it's just my impression of the character. <laughs> they just didn't seem to write for her very well. No, I think they did only contract her for one well, season. I think that tended to be the way. They contract them year by year. Yeah. yeah. One of the main things that would have happened, even if they'd kept Rose with it. Rose, to an extent, stopped being the the viewer representing us within the stories mm. because she became the focus around which the stories were being developed, the bad wolf and all that kind of stuff. And she she was the the pivot around which everything was going. I think that emphasis may have changed a bit. How they might well have still had that, but how they actually did that may well have changed. With the, the Doctor that they would have then had, I think they would have had to have changed that emphasis on... Mm. And she would have had to have been a little bit more of the but why Doctor, but who Doctor, but what Doctor, mm. but where Doctor. Well, yeah. Would they sort of had Mickey come along this, in the second season? Mickey yeah. would have probably been dropped out to I don't know, extent. it depends. because he's I convenient. I loved Mickey. I think Mickey was brilliant. Mm-hmm. They should have had him sooner and for longer. But I, I, I think it depends on how the season would have ended. Because mm. Mickey came along specifically to be left on the Cyberman story and be the shock entry on Doomsday. Yeah. Now, yeah. whether they would have still had Doomsday, how it's set up, is another matter. Mm. See why they wouldn't if Billy Piper was still leaving. Because yeah. I know, despite your doubting, there was a, quite a, a firm arc put in place. When the Daleks weren't going to be used, mm-hmm. it was going to be the Toclophane, which was written and thought for, and he actually planned the Toclophane for the third season, but was bringing it forward early because they didn't have the Daleks. Yeah, I don't believe that. No, no, that, 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 <laughs> he says that now, but no, that is uh, the I've, name I've read, may have been reused. But no, I don't I've read no, I've read the uh, on the monthly they had. Um, oh God, who did Dalek? Rob Sherman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they had an interview with Rob Sherman, and he's actually said 
that he came with him with the idea for the toclophane for the uh, for the Dalek instead of Daleks. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he hadn't he had really intended to use them later. I don't know. Who knows? But the thing is, though, if we had kept Christopher Eccleston, whilst that would have been very very nice, because I thoroughly enjoyed Christopher Eccleston, we probably wouldn't have got David Tennant. I don't know. Maybe not, because mm-hmm. he was becoming big property after Casanova. Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his Star Wars on the right, so yeah, mm-hmm. may not have had uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Tennant, which could have changed. The dynamic of how mm, the program well, was taken. Mm. Yep. The one good thing about Exxon going so soon is it got everybody reintroduced to the idea of regeneration. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. And as I said, the Moffat has now used that as shorthand for uh, things that are going wrong. Mm. Well, Love and Monsters, how would that have been different? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one would have made it to screen. <laughs> Certainly you wouldn't have had the um, uh, Scooby-Doo moment, I don't think. Yes, they may have used the BBC um, Blue Peter winning monster, but I suspect that story would have been considerably different. <laughs> Scooby-Doo moment was the best bit in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it depends. Would Eccleston have demanded a day off, considering the previous season? I think he would have. A day off? Yeah, well, it was done to give to, to pick up filming elsewhere. and, and It was double banking. They were filming two episodes yeah. at once. Yeah. So it was not... Which is why the doctor's hardly in mm, it. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. Because they filmed Christmas special. They had no more, or little more time. They so had yeah. to squeeze more into yeah. the same amount of time. So, yes. Interesting hypothesis. Mm, yeah. Impossible to know, isn't it? Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole point of this little exercise is not to say this doctor is better than that doctor it's just to see how different it would have been mm. and if you have any suggestions out there people who are listening you can get in contact with us at show at staggering stories dot net Woo-hoo. Ooh. Mm, very much a case of what if mm. Mm. definitely definitely And now, dear listeners, you wonderful people, you've been writing to us, either yeah. Dead Tree or via cyberspace. Dead Tree? Nobody's yes. ever sent it in, though. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard from Mark Ellis. Hello, Hello, Hello Mark. Mark Ellis. He says, first of all, you bastards. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I like Mark. <laughs> Excuse me, my mum and dad were well married when I was born. Well <laughs> married. Well married. Not just married, they were well, well married. married. <laughs> Keith was a surprise. <laughs> he was a surprise after a drunken night out. Yeah, you were a sacrifice. <laughs> Stonehenge. Yes, a little sacrifice. My parents were young and stupid. Stonehenge. <laughs> That's Stonehenge all I have Stonehenge to say. was just there. Stonehenge. After <laughs> years and years of avoiding Babylon 5, oh, I have now bought was. the complete universe thing because of you (laughs) exclamation mark I will let you know my thoughts on an intermittent basis so it had better be good I was going to say who who of us went out and forced him who of us had a gun to his head now the pleasantries are out of the way I should introduce myself I'm Mark Ellis. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark Mark Ellis. Hello. I love Doctor Who, general sci-fi, and anything horror-related. The thing. You got to see the thing by Carpenter. (laughs) I have listened to you for quite a while now and absolutely adore your show. Uh Uh-oh. Your mix of subjects keeps the show fresh and you are never afraid to let your geek show. (laughs) Andy, Andy, put your geek geek away. away. I thought I had my... You're a married man now. You can't just whop it out like that. <laughs> well, I thought we had whop the whole sewn up. I did see you all Ooh. at Hooverville. Oh, 
huh? but was frightened by fake Keith and Jean, so I never said Ooh. hello. He was frightened by us. Oh, what? Us? <laughs> Little innocent us. <laughs> we don't bite. You do not make me anyone? nervous. I know. We're meant to make you nervous. <laughs> but, but Mark, be a man. Next time you see us, just say hello. Well, <laughs> Bloody wuss. You won't be a Hoover, will you, you two? No, I won't be. No. But Keith will be, and no. he won't bite. No. If he does, tell me. I'm not sure. Anyway, so he's been frightened, right? Maybe this year I will, if you are there, that is. We're going to try. Keith and Adam will be there. I I will be on the projection room fan film stall looking like a starlit geek. (laughs) What's a starlit geek look like? Sorry, starlit slash geek. That's that's even worse. (laughs) Starlet stroke, no. (laughs) I can stroke. Hang on, I'm assuming Ellis is a fella. Well, his first name's Mark. Mark. I I don't mind stroke. A starlet is usually a female. Are you going to drag to this event? Can I stroke? (laughs) You can stroke Mark if you want. Mark, Mark, I'm going to stroke you. (laughs) Any chance of you overing the weight? What? (laughs) Covering anything in this. Mark, you missed a C. Any chance of you covering The Walking Dead? Mm, yes, Both the comic yeah. and all the TV show. Mm. There are a couple of podcasts out there that do that, but none from the Brit point of view. Oh, okay. I would like to know yeah. what you guys think of it. I've read the first 50, 60 issues. Yeah, I know, I know you, yeah, you've gotten... I've watched the TV series. So. You, you got mini form, didn't you? Yeah, comicsology. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. got Keep the first up. ninety-eight. I think now. Keep up the great work, and I will let you know what I think of B five when I get through a few episodes. <laughs> yep. Take care, everyone, and bye for now. P.S. Any chance of subtitles in the show notes for Jean? <laughs> I'm from Yorkshire and like my Cockney's Dick Van Dyke flavoured. Brackets, just teasing. <laughs> Mark is in trouble. <laughs> Mark's a dead man. We have one here from Sarah. Hello, Hello Sarah. Sarah. She says, greeting staggering storytellers. Hello. It's been a while. Hope you're all well. You're probably all going, Sarah who? Sarah who? <laughs> who? 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 Uh-huh. You see, I was walking down the road when suddenly a strange no, 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 man. No, no. Sorry, I thought it was a song. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the road <laughs> when suddenly a strange man in a bow tie <laughs> grabbed my hand and told me to run. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out the local cat was really some kind of alien shapeshifter. <laughs> Trying to steal all the milk in the world. <laughs> what happens to a string of adventures involving <laughs> robbers and animals? <laughs> <laughs> We've lost it. Yeah. We've lost it. Anyway. <laughs> what it followed was a string of adventures involving robots. Leave it. <laughs> Alien worlds and a bizarre encounter with Jane Austen. What? Who my bow tie wearing friend assures me had a r- solid right hook. Okay. <laughs> Were you awake when this happened? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, my timeline was taken over by my really rubbish job. Yeah. Which I quit. Aww. I know how you feel. <laughs> and now I have a better job and I just thought it was time yeah. to catch up oh congratulations congratulations you kept me company on my way to my yearly trip up to Edinburgh where um. I am currently and I have a couple of quick things to say about the last few podcasts oh, oh dear oh dear we weren't there we don't care we went and got our nose hair plucked it's almost. almost <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do not associate myself with the <laughs> comments of the last speaker. Do, do you often pluck your nose? No, I never pluck my nose. It's painful. Anyway. The Avengers was so, so good. Yep. It was. Yeah, yeah. The best superhero film ever, yes? 
until the next one. Well, yeah, until Avengers 2, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Tough act to follow. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was the right balance of character and spectacle, and I think I'm a little bit in love with every member of the team. <laughs> Two, I like Prometheus. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. no, it's allowed her own point of view, as wrong it may be. <laughs> no, she's right, she's so right. So very nearly politically correct. <laughs> I thought the android character was interesting in his moral ambiguity. Mm. I liked Liz Shaw and the Captain character. And even yep. even though the film didn't quite manage to succeed in its ideas, at least it had them. Yeah. Which is more than I can say for some sci-fi films these days. Mm, this is <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'd like to give a nod to Naya for her last piece last time about the Aurora tragedy. Mm. I found it really moving. Mm. Well, must be off. I have a ticket for tomorrow's performance of Toby Hadoki's new Doctor Who themed show. Ooh. Yes. I shall report back. Keep on mm. staggering. Sarah and Pippin the Travelling Bear. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I've, Thank seen, you, Pippin, Pippin. I've seen Toby Haydock's stand-up show, the last one he yeah. did, and yeah. it, they are very good. He's very, mm. very funny. Yeah, yeah. He's got a new it's, one now. Yeah. It's yeah. quite poignant. I mean, the last one was quite poignant and sad as well, but yeah. uh, very, very Sad good. in two different ways. Poignant sad. <laughs> Any more feedback? I have one here. Greetings once more, staggering storytellers. I'm not sure how long it's been since my previous letter. Uh, It's Mm. from Sarah, so I think it was about... 30 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds, yeah. Uh, If my timing is what I think it is, then it may have only been a few moments. It was only a few moments. A quick bit of clarification. Pippin, the travelling bear, is a small scarf-wearing teddy bear who accompanies me whenever I go on holiday. Like Ted. Like Ted. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do they they sing the Thunder Buddy song? (laughs) I'm not sure. Will you hear the (laughs) Thunder Thunder. uh, uh, No. no. Or like a little Dalek that escaped in Lux mm, in Cairo. (laughs) That did a runner, yeah. When you hear the sound of (laughs) thunder... He was bought for me before my gap year trip to America and has remained my constant companion ever since. And yes, I named him after the Lord of the Rings character. And yes, I am aware I'm supposed to be a grown-up. What's the point of being grown-up if you can't childish there? I'm still in Edinburgh. It's a long way. And have seen some great sci-fi related shows as part of the Fringe Festival. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Tony Hadokis. Probably pronounced no, that wrong. No, the Toby. Toby. Hadokis. Hado- uh, so I told you I pronounced hey, that wrong. Toby, hey, Toby hey, Hadokis' hey, previous Doctor Who related show. So his new one is My Stepson Stole My Sonic Screwdriver was the first thing I got a ticket for. It was <clears> really great. It was a really great show. This time covering Toby's dealing with fatherhood, both to his two sons and to the death stepson of the title. Divorced, remarrying, and how I like you more than the seeds of doom may or may not be a good chat-up line. (laughs) It was heartfelt, and I both laughed and even cried a little at the really sweet end. I really, really want to see it again, either up here or on tour, because if and when it plays on the radio, I'm unsure how some of the sign language-related jokes would translate. Probably not very well. No, no. (laughs) So very good and definitely as strong as moths. Oh, Worth yeah. a look. Excellent. Good. Hmm. There is talk, rumours maybe of a DVD release oh, of one or both of them. Yeah. So. I've also seen a couple of other sci-fi and horror-related shows. One is a sketch comedy called Space Race, about a sixties English village, which was the cover for an elaborate space program. 
very funny, and they had me out of the audience doing oh. Morris dancing. Gene <laughs> prob- would probably have been unimpressed with my technique. <laughs> and then there was Darkness Rising, which was like Hot Fuzz oh, meets The Wicker Man. I love Hot Fuzz, I love Wicker Man. (laughs) With the best line ever in it. When you have God on your side, you have bears on your side. (laughs) Okay? Okay. Gene would have been more impressed, I think, with the slightly steampunk Morgan and West, Clockwork Miracles, a magic show starring a Victorian time-travelling magicians. (laughs) It was pretty good, although I can see how a couple of the sleight-of-hand moments were executed. What's yeah. the name of that show? I've just dropped the page. You couldn't have <laughs> Morgan and West Clockwork Miracles. Not to be confused with Clockwork Angels, which is, which is Rush's latest album, which is very, very good. Go out and buy it. <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> Where I was once again gotten out of the audience <laughs> and one of the magicians guessed what change in my pocket was simply from the sound of it dropped into a glass. Mm-hmm. I've gone a bit on a bit, methinks. we don't mind (laughs) no and you're all now probably hoping I disappear again for a few months well tough I'm back now so near near (laughs) I apologise if this or my previous email was a little poorly written they were both written on my iPod iPad iPad. iPad. see that's where you went wrong (laughs) (laughs) and I am currently sleep deprived and somehow busted my ankle and not getting any sleep lack of sleep was not related to the ghost tour I went on last night nope not at all (laughs) they were good we went on one of the ghost tours in Edinburgh we did they're really good good. until next time Sarah and Pippin the travelling (laughs) thank you Sarah that was very nice of you thank you Sarah I believe she did manage to see it again Tony's yes. uh, show. Ah, right. Yeah, she did see it again. According to Facebook or Twitter oh. or something. Any more feedback? Yes, yes. What yes. have you got? We have one from P. Sandro. Yo! Hello, Sandro! It's massive. Oh, dear. Oh. Is it really? <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm playing Slender! What? Ah! la la lol Sandro. Sandro having a bit of a moment. <laughs> I think he is. What the hell, Slender? S L E N D E R. Okay, I've looked it up. It mm. is a first-person horror game oh. created ah. by Parsec Productions. The only goal is to find eight manuscripts about the Slender Man, a paranormal creature. I've heard of the Slender Man. Have you? Yeah, that, that's a mm. folklore myth thingy. I think not sure where from, well, but I have heard it. I think it's sent. DP Sandro slightly over the edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scary game. Any El, more feedback? El Presidente, <laughs> I believe, has one piece of feedback. He's dropped it. You're chucking stuff on the floor <laughs> over there. <laughs> right, we have one here from Henrik. Hello, Henrik. Dear team. Team. Let me start by bringing my belated congratulations on reaching five years. Oh, good grief. Oh, thank yes. you. Greatly enjoyed thank the live you. podcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> so I wish I could have been there. With you yeah. at Cardiff. We were in a boat. I, yeah. mm. Hopefully I can join you for the 10th <laughs> celebration. <laughs> I think that is going to be done back to front shirts in a rubber room somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I tried to give my thoughts on the subject of Doctor Who oh, yes. for, and the necessity for scariness. Yes. I started watching Doctor Who as an adult in 2005, which might mean I have a slightly different perspective from people who grow up with the show. Mm-hmm. When Russell T. Davies updated Doctor Who to a modern series, the move towards character drama was perhaps the most significant part... Although, to be fair, Andrew Carmel started the same process in the late McCoy era. Yep. I watched Doc 2 primarily as a character drama, not as a horror series. Of course, it needs suspense, yeah. like you said, but does it need horror? 
Well, it can't do entirely without it, nor do I want it to. But sometimes you get the feeling the monsters are there just because Doctor Who's supposed to have monsters in it. One of the most obvious examples is the Lazarus experiment, which was a really interesting episode until Mark Gatiss turned into a giant spider. (laughs) (laughs) But then you knew that they would fight it for 15 minutes and finally defeat it. Didn't make for very interesting television. So Doctor Who might need to be scary, but I don't think it always has to be the main focus. It would be interesting to see an episode without monsters every now and then. I do, of course, I want it to become a soap opera, but sometimes its reputation might be in the way of it living up to its full potential. Well, I've waffled on long enough. Thanks for always brilliant show. Alf Vida Horan? As Vida Pain. Hope you're dragging... As Vida saying. No. Goodbye? Vida Horan. I don't know. Well, just, whatever it's going to be. should have something above it. Maybe. German or yeah. something. Anyway. And if you watch the old Who, you'll see that a lot of them don't have monsters in. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't horrors. It depends on the era, doesn't it? Yeah. Fourth Second Doctor, Doc- Sarah Jane. Yeah. Second Doctor's era is very much about to base under siege, yeah, base, isn't it? base under siege scenario. Uh, First Doctor was also a lot of just pure historical. Yeah, yeah. like the Aztecs and that kind of stuff. Third Doctor's, obviously, alien invasion. Yeah, in- invasion. Yeah. yeah. But um, if you take out the monster. Yeah. The Mark Gatiss one, I've forgotten the name of it. Yeah, we know the one. Lazarus. Thank Lazarus. you. If you, take, if you take the monster out of it... What really was the threat? It was the fact that the experimentation went wrong. It was the fact that the thing was deteriorating him, turning he, him into a monster. He I, could have just I, died. I, I, yeah, I, yeah it's, uh, he could have died. Like a threat, so, then. Yeah, yeah. Again, the, the short episode would have been even shorter. Yeah. But I think quite often Doctor Who does with monsters um, what the Triffids were yeah. and what the um, Martians were in War of the Worlds. The War of the Worlds and the Triffids isn't about alien no. invasion no. it's about what people do when they're under threat yeah. but instead of it being sort of like the Germans invading or the Russians invasion it was the Martians invading yeah. Yeah. instead of it being some mm. diseases it subsequently has been under the films it was the killer plants yeah. and Doctor Who does that sometimes to an extent the alien is the Catalyst. The, the catalyst for what people do and how they yeah. react and that kind of stuff. Mm. And you can't have it as a human invader of some yeah. sort. So you can't have it as, oh, this is unpolitically correct, but you couldn't have it as Muslims because yeah. the whole terror thing is against Muslims at the moment or Irish people or English people or what have you because that's too close to the mark. Mm. Turning back to the Lazarus effect, simply because Spanger. Simply because that's the one that he pinpointed. Yep. Did he not like it because it was a rampaging monster, or did he not like it because it was a rampaging, poorly CGI'd monster? monster. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, actually. Maybe. Anyway, and there was also a bit of a homage to um, Quasimass. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, blatantly yes. Mark Gatiss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> any more feedback? Have we got any older feedback? I, I'm feedbacked out. I am overstuffed with feedback. So, that it? We're going home then? I think that's it, yeah. No more feedback. Aww. No audio Aww. feedback. Aww. If you'd like to write to us, you can we- do so at show... At... Staggering... Stories... Dot... Net. We've Ooh. only done that three times tonight. Yeah. <laughs> get forgotten. the bloody idea then. <laughs> right, before we call out, is there anything we need to plug? Ooh. I know we forgot. For Hooverville, isn't I it? know mm. we forgot last time, so we had to re-record. Didn't you meet young Nick? Oh yes, Nick, yes. Nick, Nick, Nick Butler. Nick Butler. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, so small we're... plug for Nick. I think his hundredth episode for his podcast is Ooh. coming up soon. Ooh. Is it really? Yeah. What okay. podcast is Nick's podcast? Social media white noise with Andy White. Hundredth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Next time, Doctor will be back. I think so. I think yeah. on the next podcast, yeah. we will be reviewing episode one. They keep pushing it back on us. Yep. What's going on there? <laughs> I think it's something to do with the Paralympics being on at the same time mm, the first episode. It, yeah. But I get the impression it's been put back at a fairly late stage, though. Yeah, well, BBC didn't get the Paralympics, but because the Olympics have been so successful and the Paralympics were now sellout, I don't think they want to seem like really, really nasty people by putting Doctor Who up against Paralympics on, on ITV Channel 4, or Channel, Channel 4. 4. Mm. Maybe they're worried about you know, it. Yeah. I don't know, though, because young, young Mr. Spilsbury on his Tweet, uh, Twitter thingy didn't seem to be any the wiser. Well, <laughs> but then that means nothing. Yeah, they they've put back DWM for two weeks. Yeah, well, you shaking your fist there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Or could it be because they want to put it up against on ITV? Dun dun dun. Dallas returned. Dallas going to be on ITV? ITV is it? It's on ITV or Channel Four? Oh, I thought it was on one of the uh, lesser channels. Mm. I don't know. But it's coming at the Surely not at September. seven o'clock on a Saturday. I was going to say, in which case, <laughs> Doctor Who can go hang. I'm watching Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke <laughs> anyway and so dear listeners that brings us to the end of another podcast <laughs> but never fear in the next one there'll be more of the same more fun frivolity and jollity more new more news and reviews more who old and new so until that gargantuan gallimorphy of goodness comes mm, gushing gushing <laughs> Gaily. Gaily gushing down upon us. <laughs> this is me, Crumby, saying, seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. I love my TJ Hooker pillow. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 140, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, fake Keith, Gene, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. I wave my feet at you. <laughs> oh. You're walking round the Tilgate Lake. lake. Oh. And you rub them on your leg. <laughs> you no, oh. uh, uh, well, I know it wasn't me because I only burped. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it's a I can't, I can't smell it. There's a common bear or brie. Pardon? Where are you putting your leg? I think he's requesting you to put your shoes back on there. Yeah, I think. So I just caught a waft. I mean, <laughs> waft. Do often. Do often. Waft. Can I have a bottle of Mountain Dew, please, Jim? Oh, You've God. already had a sample. You, you, you it's get, got my name on the bloody excuse box. Me, excuse, <laughs> me, excuse me, you don't want to repeat of the other night. You built a nest and I he did. was growling at everyone that comes close. What thing you are, what's your name? Adam. He won't he can't drink Mountain Dew, so yeah. I'll have his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll share his with Keith. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that's it. Myself and Fake Crumbly were in this American candy store down in Brighton, and there was a big message on the fridge door saying, do not sell these to children under 16 because of the high caffeine content. What, the Mountain Dew? Excellent, we found a dangerous drink. Uh, Can you catch? No, I can't catch. Wait, you can't see things. It looks like stuff I used to decant. I know. Crumbly. Looks like someone's peed in a bottle. Oh, my, this stuff is radioactive. Have we got the snails in yet for snail racing? No, I didn't bring them with me. I've got the snails, but I didn't bring them with me. Oh, you've we have to go through a little mm. bit more preparation yeah they're nicely ensconced in their gladstone bag in their little racing hutches oh, next so time we'll do the snail out. racing yeah seriously i've got gladstone bag and in the gladstone yeah. bag no, and the snails yeah. in their little snail hutches we could do just a minute mm. okay should we do just a minute okay you'll need a timer thingy I can uh, count. I've got a... No, because you've got to do the minute to stop and start. I know, but I'll remember what I got to. Please <laughs> <laughs> set the timer for me. How long are we going to give them? A minute. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Need to know who's going first. All right, if, whoever thinks of the number closest to the number I'm thinking of... 42. Win. Damn. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do another one. 69. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's not the scene at Bill and Ted. What number do you think of? 69. 69. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our president, he goes first. <laughs> Andre, did you pack these for a nuclear fallout or something? How the hell do I get in it? <laughs> Didn't want it to get shaken up. You're in. Woo. No, it's Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> There's only one gram of sugar. The rest is radioactive waste. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Nuka Cola. Oh, no, Bob. Really? Of Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you like to smell my feet? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I absolutely hummed. I've been walking on them all day. I didn't hear my mummy. You didn't hear I mean... <laughs> we are top of the league, Sydney. We are top of the league. Children. Oi, football fans. Come on. I'm not a football fan. Last, last Did piece. Did you see they play football in East End? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No. Ben. Oh, yeah, what about Ben? Go in it. Get the tablet off yeah, of her and go in it. Oh, no, no. Take the tablet off no, of her. Bastard. Ooh. I've turned your microphone off. I've turned it back on again. <laughs> <laughs> you could have it be having an erotic dream with your face pressed against William Shatner. <laughs> 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 pressed into those folds of <laughs> rolls of fat. I know we've just interrupted the letter, but I think you need to explain that. Should it make it onto crumbly, the podcast? It's Crumbly's birthday, and besides... Uh, Incidentally, we need to sing happy birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Crumbly. Happy birthday to you. And many more. And El Presidente has bought him a pillow. case. <laughs> and on the pillow case, there is a big heart that says, I love TJ Hooker. <laughs> and next to it is a picture of TJ Hooker in all his wiggy hairiness. <laughs> in all his shandlerism. Yes. As Crumbly is lying asleep at night dreaming of his lady wife and having one of the humpy, humpy dreams. He will, <laughs> he will, have, dreams. He will have his face pressed 
firmly against William Shatner's broad cheeks. <laughs> which, which pair of broad cheeks? The, the, the only thing I'm happy about is when he wakes up in the morning, Shatner's going to be covered in drool. Uh, hopefully just drool. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no crispy stains on it yet. We were nice. We bought him a Dalek. Mm, yes, very nice. Fluffy Dalek. Mm. Oh, look at him. Leave Shatner alone. <laughs> Get on oh. with it!